Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. We're back here on the first team. I'm Joe Dilio, and here with Ryan Roberts to react to day two of the 2023 NFL Draft. Ryan, Joe, the trend continues. We talked about this yesterday. I, I don't know what these picks, man. And I'm not saying that they're bad picks. It's just unexpected is the way to put it. We had a kicker that was taken at the end of the third round. Unexpected is summed up with that one sentence. Man, I'm trying to think of like some of the surprising picks that happened, Joe. Um, Kobe Turner, former Richmond Spider, played Wake Forest for one year, was picked there late. Trey Tucker was drafted before Tyler Scott from Cincinnati, which was kind of weird. DJ uh, Turner, the Oregon uh, edge Johnson. Rusher. Wait, is it Tur- DJ Johnson? DJ Johnson. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah, that was a weird one too. Did you know it's funny they they showed DJ Johnson's highlights as a defensive end. I'm like that dude has some of the worst highlights ever because he has no idea what the hell he's doing, man. <laughs> like just an athlete, brother. Like, oh, it's so weird. There's but. a there were a lot of weird picks, but I I, I want to throw this out there. Yeah. So Tyler Steen was drafted a lot yes. earlier than I think we expected. Yeah. And I tweeted this. It didn't really get any run, but. <laughs> You know the pick is a little questionable and it might have been a little too high when the first highlight you throw up on the screen is a player at Alabama playing against Louisiana Monroe. Yes. It's usually not a good start to uh to a highlight reel. It's not. It's not, man. It's not. You know what else was a weird one? Because the Tyler Steen one was I didn't like the Eagles back to back picks, man. They went from Tyler Steen to Sidney Brown. I'm just like, you drafted a below yeah. average offensive line, and then you drafted a strong safety that missed like 50 tackles in his career or something like that, like some crazy number. Linebackers, man. A couple of linebackers we like went, out, went a lot lower than fell. we anticipated. Sanders, Drew Sanders fell to the third round, as did Trenton Simpson. They both fell to the mm. third. So. so today we're going to do very similar to what we did yesterday. So we're going to talk about the guys that – we like where they ended up, the picks that we really liked, some of the ones that were surprised by that were unexpected, and then we're going to close out with three guys that are still on the board that fell and our thoughts on maybe why they fell. So I want to start off here with Will Levis ending up with the Tennessee Titans and then also Hennon Hooker being a Detroit Lion. Mm-hmm. I like the fit for both of these guys. I was kind of hoping for Hendon Hooker, him being a Seattle Seahawk, uh, just for the fact that I think it's a situation that's better for him to take over when Geno Smith's contract is done. I don't know if Hendon Hooker can ever take over for Jared Goff because he's he's still pretty young. It's not like he is 33, 32 like Geno Smith is. It's going to be a harder road for him to maybe take over if that does happen. I almost feel like that pick was with the intention of him being a long-term backup with starter potential instead of it being a, a eventual developmental starter. Will Levis is absolutely that. Ryan Tannehill has regressed significantly. His health has been inconsistent. His time with Tennessee is going to be done soon. I actually kind of like bits and pieces of this Titans draft, Ryan. I don't know how you feel, but I I got to admit, as as much as we 
knocked Will Levis throughout this process, this is the best destination for him. It's a run-oriented offense like he had at Kentucky. He doesn't need to do everything. His best year was his junior year when they ran the ball even better than they did this past year because the offensive line was much better. And then he's going to be set up with a lot of play action. He's going to be able to throw on the run. He's going to be able to use his big arm. I don't know. I, th- I think this pick is it's takes the pressure off in a way, and it yeah. sets him up very nicely, I think, to succeed. Well, I think the best system for Will Levis is kind of a heavy run scheme with a little bit of vertical stretch in your passing game, right? Like, cause that's one thing that Will could do, man. He could push the ball down the field with it, with as strong as his arm is. So, I, I really do think that that fit makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, th- I think you just said this, right? Like, do you think that it's the best possible fit for him? I mean, I can't really think of a team that's much better. Like, it's a good situation for him because one. He can't. You can be a little bit patient with him because you have Ryan Tannehill. But two, stylistically, I think it does fit. And three, this just kind of seems like a Mike Vrabel kind of guy to me. <laughs> like they could go out. Hunt, well, I, I said that something. at the beginning of this process too. I, I I've said that like if there's if there is someone else that eats bananas with the peel on, it's probably Mike Vrabel or Dan Campbell. But yes, Vrabel was definitely right. one that fits that fits that building. There's no doubt. Yeah, the headed hooker one is. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you there, man, because it's – 25 years old. It's going to be 26 years old as a rookie. I think that I think that there's an outlook that he's going to be at a career backup. But that doesn't mean that he can't ever start sometime during his career. But I think that this mm-hmm. is definitely what he was drafted for. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I think this is going to end up working out really well. Michael Mayer slides into the second round, and this yep. is – Really weird orientation for the tight ends. He ends up being tight end three. Sam Laporta goes ahead of him to the Detroit Lions. So, Ryan, you don't know this. Um, I, on the YouTube channel, I keep checking the notifications on the channel, just kind of see. We're getting a lot of good views. But people have unearthed uh, an old reel that I, a short that I did at the beginning, or actually in the middle of the cycle. Oh, no. Where I crapped on Dalton Kincaid, and I said that he shouldn't have been the uh, first, he shouldn't be the first tight end selected. I also said it wasn't going to happen, and it does end up happening. I'm getting crapped on for that take. Everyone's clowning me for that take in the comments on that. Everyone is going back and commenting on this damn short. And I'm going to sit here and say this. I'm going to make this point. Michael Mayer is going to have a better career than Dalton Kincaid. He's going to have so. a better career than Sam Laporta. This is going to be a complete, absolute misfire. If you disagree with me, go screw. For all the people trying to rub it in my face, you're, you're blatantly wrong. I'm standing behind this point. I know a good football player when I see it. And I see two guys that aren't good blockers, and one guy is going to step right into a scheme that is a perfect fit for him. Yeah. Man, you don't have to sell Michael Bayer to me, brother. You don't have to do it to me. I I know that you're talking to the kind of the uh, the viewership out there, but I mean, this is one of those situations where just some players that just get overthought like exponentially, man. Like it's just every. Literally, Joe, I was looking at that Lions pick because he was the 34th pick, right? It was like the pick right before Michael Bayer's pick. And I'm like, that's going to be a tight end. I know it's going to be a tight end. And then I saw it with Sam Laporta. I'm like, man, I was even texting someone. And I'm just like, if that was Darnell Washington, at least I could have understood it because it's like they're completely different players, right? So like you value that type of player. But the Sam Laporta thing, like I just, I don't, I don't get it, man. Like he's he's not a bad player either. He's like, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't even think it fits. But this, in general, the tight end grouping was weird. I will say, yeah, I love Tucker Craft being 
a Green, Green Bay, Bay Packer. Packer. <laughs> Dude, that's such an awesome fit. He's going to be – I really think that he's going to get more production than than Luke Musgrave. Musgrave went to – he got drafted by who? I forget. The Packers. Oh, he, they both got drafted by the Packers. Yes. Yes. They Dude. both got drafted by the Packers. <laughs> what do they do? What are the Packers doing though? What are the Packers doing? This is, you know what this reminds me of, Joe? Do you remember a few years ago when they drafted two tight ends in the top four rounds and it was yeah. um, Josiah DeGuara? And, well, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm picking the wrong team. Do you remember when the New England Patriots drafted yes. Dalton Keene and then Devin Asiasi in like the first four rounds, both? I'm just and like, both why are we double dipping at tight ends that early in the, in the draft? Like, that doesn't make any sense. I will say this, though. Musgrave and Cockercraft are very different, so it could potentially fit together. But I just don't understand why that was. I mean, well, I understand why because your tight end room sucks. <laughs> like it's really bad. But still, it's uh, it, it should fit well if it does work. But it's I don't know why you need to double dip that early. So you mentioned that the linebackers slid a little bit. Drew Sanders goes in the third round to the Denver Broncos. Dude, I, I think the freakiest one out of this, Trent Simpson. I had a top ten grade on. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie here. Yeah. Uh, maybe I overvalued him, but it doesn't matter if I overvalued him because the spot that he landed in is going to boost his profile significantly. He's a Baltimore Raven. He's playing with Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, and then on top of this, Kyle Hamilton. That is the most yep. freakishly athletic defense in the NFL, without a doubt. Yeah, man, that the the, the Trenton Simpson pick because uh, for the longest time the Ravens were one of those teams, right? It's like how the Chiefs are now, where it's just like they just get every value in the draft because they're good drafters, and like it just if you go, you went from Ozzie Newsom to Eric DaCosta, and it's just like keep chugging along, man. Draft good football players. Who would have thought it, the Trenton Simpson one was was wild, man? To me, I, I yeah. ugh, crazy value, man. Absolute crazy value. Speaking of crazy value, Joe, there's there is one that I wanted to bring up here, and I had it. Oh, <laughs> remember who my wide receiver two was? Josh Downs. Josh Downs, number seventy nine overall to the Indianapolis Colts. Man, seventy nine overall. Talk about value in a vacuum. Seventy nine for a guy that I predict I would have drafted in the top thirty two picks potentially. Seventy nine overall. And now he also gets to pair with Michael Pittman, who for people that don't watch the NFL, mm-hmm. Michael Pittman's a six four skyscraper possession receiver. And now you get to do this dynamic space player to to pair with him. What a value getting a guy like a Joshua Downs to pick 79. And look, the other thing too with this, you can clown on the Colts situation as much as you want. I they're probably not going to be very good next year. But I don't know. They got a lot of really good pieces for that second year. Once Anthony Richardson gets comfortable, they get that offense figured out. Dude, they're set up really, really well. I do really like that Josh Downs pick uh, for where it landed. Jalen Hyatt, too, like me as a Giants fan. To, the fact that we ended up with three guys that we had discussed as possible options in the first round yeah. as our first three picks throughout these three rounds with Deontay Banks in the first round with John Michael Schmitz in the second round, who's going to be our starting center who I've, we've said on this show is oh, that was the a great most pick. steady. That was a great. Pick. Yeah. Steady, yeah. consistent center who's going to step right in low or not low. I keep saying this high floor. Yes. Very high floor will be so consistent. 
And then Jalen Hyatt is available in the third round. I like the, that pick. I'm not like in love, love with that pick, but he is like such it. a good vertical threat. He's going to be such a, uh, I, the reason why I don't like it like a million percent, like I am, I'm in like with it. I'm not in love with it. Is that if you were going to wait that long to draft a receiver, I would have much rather have gone with Cedric Tillman, a bigger guy. Cause right now, like who's the biggest guy in that receiving courts, Darius Slayton. And he's also not much of a possession receiver. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, man, it's, it's <sighs> Jalen Hyatt's a really interesting one though, Joe, you know what I'm trying, you know, what I think that the giants are trying to do, you know, how they've kind of, failed a little bit with the whole um Darius Slayton thing like I feel like that thing never really worked out like that's what they're trying to do but better this time in my opinion right like just kind of that vertical oriented player I don't know if Daniel Jones can even throw deep I don't watch them enough I just know Daniel Jones is not very good but and you made the greatest snipe you you made the greatest sniper video of all time on Daniel Jones which was the best thing ever but that's (laughs) another conversation for another day one of my favorite value picks, if we're talking about value picks. Yes. Ricky Stromberg, baby. Number 97 overall. Washington Commanders. Commanders have a need at the center position as well. They mm. they need to build through that. I Dude, I wouldn't be shocked if Ricky Stromberg starts as, as a rookie at some point for the Washington Commanders, and he's the starting center for the foreseeable future, man. I mean, i high on him, obviously. Top 25 player in the class for me. Fallen almost to pick hundred, like tremendous value of a Ricky Stromberg. He was in our top consensus top twenty five. Like I, I know we both like him a lot. So, yeah, I think that's going to be one of those picks again. I, he ends up in a spot where he won't have really any competition because who is the starting center for the Commanders? It was the kid. I think it was from Wyoming. Um, give me one second. I'll be able to tell you. He, but uh, he to that point though he steps into a spot where he can start they can Ch- build Ch- the rest of that offensive line around him Chase Roulier who, who was out of Wyoming a few years that was ago who it was yeah they have been hurting for just good quality centers and and I, I don't really again we've said this on the show I don't really understand the hate for Ricky Stromberg I, I really do believe in a couple of years we're going to be saying how the heck did we let this kid fall this far how did we let him still be on the board this late for a team like the commanders to scoop him up their offense they still need to figure out quarterback yep but they might be fine next year man they might be able to be a competitive offense in the nfc east if everything uh, can go according to plan you know, you know what's funny though, Joe, because I agree. I think that I think that the Commanders actually have a couple of nice building blocks. Honestly, like they need to figure out the quarterback position. To your point, but it's still, it's not bad, man. Like there's still some spots there. You know what I was just thinking, Joe, and I was trying to look because mm-hmm. I know that it was a little bit of a fall for us personally as far as Ricky Stromberg being the 97th overall pick. But I think, unless I'm missing someone. No, okay. I, I was missing one person. He was the fourth center off the board. So it wasn't like he was like sixth center. Right. The, oh, you want to hear the weird one? Juice Scruggs from Penn that State. That was unexpected. Was a second round pick center who I don't hate, but like he's a. I would have taken him in the fourth, fifth, sixth, like somewhere in that ballpark. You know what I mean? Like not definitely not a second round pick. Definitely not a second round pick. Yeah, I really don't think Juice Scruggs is somebody who's going to step in and eventually develop into a starter. So to kind of transition our focus here to some of the picks that were like, um, okay, that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Brenton Strange, the other Penn State player who I thought was 
a little bit overdrafted, not tremendously. That one was a little bit of a head scratcher to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Um, I, I, we already talked a little bit about Tyler Steen. We already talked a little bit about Sidney Brown. Yes. I, I'm not in love with the fact that Kendry Miller went as high as he did over some of these other running backs. I think he's a fine running back, but for the Saints situation, having Jamal Williams and having Alvin, Alvin Kamara, I don't know what the whole situation is with his suspension. Yeah. Like, how many carries is Kendry Miller realistically going to have as a third round pick? It's a good question. Because who, who was he? He was taken in front of Tajay Spears. He was taken in front of. Yes. Devin A. Chain was drafted by the Dolphins. And Tank, Tank Bigsby was also a later pick, I believe. The Jaguars. Yeah. 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 I like that Tank Bigsby pick, actually. Him with uh, him with Travis Etienne is going to be interesting. But uh, Kendra is. I think he's a fine passable runner at the NFL level. Like he's more of a day three player to me personally. So I'm with you on that one, man. I think he was a little bit overdrafted. Running back board is it's fallen somewhat how I thought it would. Like I knew that I knew that the NFL yeah. I knew that the NFL would like Tank Bigsby more than a lot of like the media would, for instance. Like I thought he would be a day two pick, but I mean otherwise, man, like it's just just some of the orderings of these picks are just like what has me kind of like the tight end position, Joe. I know, I know we're kind of jumping all over the place a little bit, but, and I, right. I know Darnell Washington has some like medical stuff that like kind of showed up, but I mean, man, like we're talking about Bretton strange going before him. Tucker craft went before him. I'm fine with that. Cause I, you know, I'm a big fan of Tucker, but like Luke Schoonmaker from Michigan went in the second round before him. Like it's just, yeah, it's a weird tight end group, man. Really weird tight end. Just a ranking. I mean, think about it. It went Dalton Kincaid, Sam Laporta, Michael Mayer was Luke Schoonmaker. The next one, he may have been the next one that it's Bretton strange. It's like, it's weird, man. Brent Strange and Luke Schoomaker also went before Tucker Craft, which I cannot get on board with at all. Like, even close to getting on board with. Look, I'm going to continue to reiterate this. I- I've said this on every radio spot. Tucker Craft was my pick for biggest sleeper in a way for this class. And I, I said that he's going to be one of those guys. It's going to be like Mark Andrews, where we're going to be saying, how the heck did we let this kid go this late? And I know yeah. I just said this about Ricky Stromberg, but the same thing goes here for him. And it's even funnier because circumstantially, it's almost the same of what happened with the Baltimore Ravens, where Hayden Hurst was the space player, the uh, you know the dynamic athlete, flex tight end. Uh, he doesn't pan out for mm-hmm. the Ravens when he where he was picked, and then Mark Andrews, the third round pick, is the one who succeeds. And it's yes. the same bit; it's literally the same bit, except Musgrave went in the second round. I, again, I really think it's going to be very eerily similar and we're going to be scratching our heads and be like what why did we let this happen why did we let jordan love who wasn't supposed to be any good get this kind of a weapon yeah it's it's gonna be interesting because i agree i think tucker's going to be the guy long term as far as being better than luke they also drifted a wide receiver did they not didn't they drift a wide receiver that was kind of a weird pick if i remember correctly they drafted – I'm trying to look at this real quick. So I'm stalling for about 10 seconds here to find the Packers. They're still not there. Uh, Jaden Reed from Michigan oh. State. That was also a very aggressive reach that they made. Over Joshua <laughs> Dowds, man? What are, we, what are we doing there, man? Like what are we doing? I just don't get some of these, man. I just don't I, – I don't I, – I, I want to bring up two of these other reaches, Ryan. Yes. Um, one of them 
This is a two-parter. Okay. Siaki Ika goes at pick 98 to the Browns before Adi Odebori, who's still on the board. Yes. On top of that, a guy that didn't get invited to the Combine. I don't know what you think of Broderick Martin. He's a big boy. I don't even have any, th- He's a big I don't even have any thoughts on, on him. I, I've never even... I don't have an evaluation on Project Martin. He wasn't even on my radar. Kobe Turner also went in the third round, who's a defensive tackle. Richmond to Wake Forest for one year as well, who's kind of a lighter build. I actually heard he has decent film. I didn't get to him. I actually do know Project Martin because I actually scouted him for College Gridiron Showcase. (laughs) We gave him an an invite. He obviously didn't end up coming because I think he ended up at NFLPA, I think, is is where he ended up. But he's a massive kid, man. But I mean – Again, he's more of a day three dart throw of a nose tackle. Like that's just a little bit too early. I mean, it's considerably too early for Roderick Martin. It really is. Yeah, what's up with Adi Odubari, man? Did he uh, steal money or something, or rob a bank? Or I, I, it's, a, it's a weird one, man. It's a weird one. So we'll, we'll get to those guys falling in one sec. I just, I dude, I have to point, dude, Jake Moody for f's sake a, a kicker a kicker a kicker you drafted a kicker it's the third round stop drafting specialists on day two it's a kicker why are you drafting a kicker is he at least the best kicker four- i'm asking I, I don't know if he's the best I, kicker okay so for anyone who's sitting here wondering hey joe why are you screaming so much what do you how do you even know what you're talking about i'm a former college long snapper I've yes. been to all these damn events. Yes. I, I, w- I did the whole thing. I've been around the block with understanding what it takes to be an NFL specialist. I 1,000% was not. But the reality is with specialists, especially kickers and punters, it's a dart throw. It is even more of a dart throw than any other position. A guy could be perfect in college, cough, cough, Roberto Aguayo. You could overdraft him. He could show up the training camp and stink. It's all <laughs> mental. A lot of these guys are very similar. I know some people would disagree with me. I know a lot of kickers would try to sit here and disagree with me. But the reality is there's no discerning traits that separates one guy from another. It's all about who's feeling good, who's in the best mindset. So don't draft a kicker. If you're going to take a kicker or a punter or a long snapper, do it at the end of day three. This was a waste of a pick. This was a wasted pick. I give this an F minus. What's lower than an F? Can I give this a Z? This is the worst pick of the draft. I'm going to sit here and say this. This is the dumbest, worst pick of the draft. If he makes the roster, that's a positive. In the third round? Oh, he's going to make the he's going to make the roster, Joe. He's a third round. I'm pick. exaggerating. He's, he's I'm exaggerating. <laughs> I'm over exaggerating that part, it, but the rest of it there is very much truth. Is he at least the best kicker in the draft? I mean, genuinely, I don't know. Like, I I don't. I, I, don't I know. genuinely don't know either. That's my whole point. Is that it is impossible to know if this guy ends up being the best kicker because again, it is a significant dart throw to assume that a kicker could work up because again, work out because again, he could show up. He could not like the grass on the practice field and he can have a total, uh, a terrible training camp and get cut. It happens all the time with these guys. Yeah. Their head cases. It's, it's all about how they feel mentally. It's all about consistency. It's such a stupid position to evaluate and to take one this early you could have gotten the next guy down on the board. I don't even know who the next guy down on the board is because it Aaron, doesn't matter. Aaron Mevis. Brian Mevis. Mevis. That's that's my Brian. Guy. Yeah. Final thought on this terrible rant. I'd be willing to bet a UDFA guy sticks longer in the NFL than this guy does. I'm not going to take that bet because 
scouting it happens all the time scouting specialist is not my bag man so i'll let you i'll let you have this sir i'll let you have this do you have any thoughts any thoughts on this though separate from me screaming i mean i'm I'm not a fan of i'm not a fan i'm actually i'm more okay taking punters than kickers i don't know if that's a hot take or not but i'm more okay with taking punters not not in the not in day two still but like i feel like finding a rare punter is harder than finding a rare kicker i don't know if that if you agree with that or not uh, I don't entirely agree with that. Oh man, I, I agree with it, Joe. Just agree with it. Okay. Uh, final thoughts here, yes. Ryan. Adio Dabari falls out. Yep. Keely Ringo falls out. Clark Phillips falls out. Yes. And then Dewan Jones. Those are all the significant guys that have still not been picked yet. Uh-huh. And it's not even like oh, best available. I'm pretty shocked by how far these guys fell, and I think that most of it was injury related, and I think that. DeWand was mentality related and yeah. Clark Phillips was just size, size related. related. Yeah. Yeah. Is does Adi have an injury? I'm actually curious about that one. Oh, Adi I don't know, man. I, I Maybe it's the tweener thing. It might be the tweener thing with him. Honestly, might be. I think it is. And I also think as media members, we got excited by the senior workout bowl. Yeah. and the senior bowl. And we overlooked, we all collectively overlooked the film because the reality of the film is not that impressive. Like, I hate to be, be say that if he doesn't really know what he's doing. You, you know who that reminds me of? Do you remember the East Carolina offensive tackle that came out a couple of years ago, Deontay Smith? Yes. Who went yes. ended up going in like the fourth or fifth rounds. And I remember he was the Senior Bowl darling, man. Like, everyone loved him at the Senior Bowl because he was good at the Senior Bowl. But I remember I was like, but guys, like, go watch the film. Like, it's kind of ugly. <laughs> like it's not very good. And then he gets drafted like the fourth or fifth round. And I, I don't even know if he may he is on the Bengals currently, but I know he hasn't done anything with the Bengals. You know, like it, it might be one of those situations. I don't know a hundred percent. But it's just some of them are a little puzzly, man. Like the Keely Ringo, you know, the injury conversation as far as the medicals, like that's the talking point. If Clark Phillips has fallen this far, Joe, just because he is a smaller, undersized corner, I think that is so stupid and so lazy. I do, man. He's, his film's so good. His film's so good. I, I'm seeing five nine. I'm seeing five eight wide receivers come off the board left and right. So I don't want to hear all about the size thing. Don't want to hear it. Yeah, that certainly could be a a, a pick that could create regret for some of these NFL teams. I think it's going to wrap us up on as it's late. We're going to do a day three recap and then oh, we'll du- probably come Duan back Jones. around. Dewan Jones, lose some weight, brother. Thank you. Oh, that's it? That's it, man. You think he's just too heavy? I think he's too heavy and he's not uh, as, uh, He's not as much of a worker as he should be. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. We'll see what happens on day three when they're picked. Folks, at Joe DeLeon at Rising Draft, we'll be back with more. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.